uh, exercise that I love is saying, how many hours does this customer take up in your plant manufacturing and how many contribution margin dollars are they generating? Bit different of an episode here today, print houses, but excited about it. And we have Nick G from Print Profit back on. But this was from a webinar. This was an excerpt from the QA section of the webinar that we did of how to apply contribution margin to your business to make it more profitable. But I really think it helps understand the business and break down the layers so much more to then have the output of being more profitable. So we're going to dive into that, real examples there, real questions from the audience, and that's going to be great. But before we get started, Print Hustlers Conf, it is coming up. It is really exciting. We're going to be in Los Angeles and Orange County area um, all weekend there. So what we're doing, here's how it's going to work. November 4th through November 6th. November 4th is going to be a Printavo and Inksoft User Summit. It's going to be at Liquid Graphics. You don't want to miss this shop. It is so cool. Day two, tons of really great speakers and hangout sessions and a VIP dinner. And then the last day is going to be at Bella in Canvas's factory. They're going to walk us through a very cool tour. That factory is unbelievable. Believable. So very excited. Go to printhouses.com, grab your tickets. We will see you there. All right. Before we jump into the episode, you know the four quick sponsors. These folks are really uh, just helping us put on the show every single week. And so a lot of appreciation there. First up, GraphX Source. If you need a solution to help improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, you know GraphX Source is there to help. They offer industry leading outsourcing options for your shop to truly become a part of your team. They plug and play with Printavo and really any other shop management solution too, to be able to do SEPs, mock-ups, creative art, order management, digitizing, back office admin, and customer service. Campus Inc.'s up to three artists with GraphXSource, so that's pretty cool. Make sure to mention Printavo Pod and that gets you 50% off your first vector or SEP order. Supercolor, it's the world's best heat transfer and it's made by screen printers for screen printers. They truly understand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing business. And that's why they pride themselves on being super fast and super easy. They've got their next gen transfer that they're using right now that's live. It's really great, very easy to peel and work with. And on top of that though, their customer service is impeccable. <laughs> it's so fast to reach out and speak with someone. If there's an issue getting reorders done, I mean, Everything is really great. Make sure you use Printavo 1.5 and that gets you 15% off your order. Multicraft. All right, Multicraft Daddy. You guys know if you go to Multicraft underscore Daddy, send him a DM. He's giving out free PMI tape every single week. He's actually got a pretty funny Instagram now too. So definitely check out Dave at Multicrafts. He's up to 895 followers. That is awesome. Multicraft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years have been providing you with top brands at competitive pricing. And you know, got to mention Printable Pod because that gets you 10% off your first order. Last but not least, easy way. You shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens, and I know you are. So get Easy Way's line of environmentally conscious chemicals so you can get the job done faster, more efficiently. 
and cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. 701, 842, those are Campus Inc.'s favorite easy way chemicals to clean dirty screens. And honestly, you know they work with 100 plus distributors all over the states, but they're really there to be able to help you help you with how-tos, best practices, just general questions. You need a team. You need a village to really be able to push your business forward. They are there. All right, let's jump into the episode. I'm excited about this. So the existing way that um, a lot of folks will uh, try and that we've talked about historically around pricing is time studies, right to your point. Um, uh, We've talked about going through and trying to allocate certain cost of goods two um uh two jobs to be able to say okay this took this much time or this cost this much in supplies ink tape screen time whatever it is and it gets so complicated it gets just unbelievably complicated so yeah. what is interesting here is all right if we go through a real example you mentioned 50k a month right is to spend let's say so there's two buckets there's the fixed costs for the month and we want to cover all of those fixed costs with the contribution margin. Now, how do we look at fixed costs, right? So the easy ones are rent, utilities, um, labor for the most part. Let's try to spread that out for the last called six months. We'll say this is the average per month. Uh, I'm assuming owner's pay. Does owner's pay go into that? Yeah. Okay. So we'll bucket in owner's pay. And then what about some of those consumable items, like just random stuff that you're buying constantly all the time? Are we trying to average that into the month as well? You know, we can make it as complicated as we want. You can, for example, for those screen printers on the call, we could try to calculate the cost of emulsion that you coated your screen and and get to that level. But I try to go back to the, the KISS acronym, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Because at the end of the day, while we're having this webinar, because we're saying there's a lot of complexity in the way we're doing it today. So Bruce, I, I can answer your question, I think more effectively in a bit of a roundabout way. So what we could do to keep things simple is we could define our variable costs and everything that is not part of that variable costs, we can put that over in the fixed cost bucket. So what I like to do, we think of a printing a, a shirt analogy, right? Your direct material cost, the cost of the shirt, that's a variable cost. Um, the ink or click charge associated with printing on it, that's a variable cost. Someone sold that print job, likely. There's a sales commission tied to that. That's part of the variable cost. Maybe printing on tags or part of the sleeve isn't in your wheelhouse and you had to outsource it to a fellow printer down the street to do that portion. That would be a variable cost. You've got to ship the job to the end consumer. That is a cost. I sleep good at night saying those those general variable cost buckets um, are what that job truly costs me and what's left over, as you said, um, helps me attack those fixed monthly costs. Got it. Okay. Since first, I tried to answer it a different way to say, define your variable costs and then whatever is not a variable cost, put it over in your fixed cost bucket. All right, real quick, I got to tell you something. This is really interesting, and here's why. We formed a company called Inktavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, 
Inksoft and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores, and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, in-app editing. It's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. Could people start with the fixed cost bucket as more? Like, to your point, how do we simplify it further, right? Because I do find um, it may be tricky to get as nuanced, you know, as you want. Is it easier just to toss more and default more into fixed costs just to get started? I want to make sure... If giving advice here that we're keeping it based off of, of truth, right? And by truth, I mean accuracy. So anything that is not part of that variable cost by definition would be a fixed cost. So if it's, if it's not part of that, then it will go in that bucket. Um, I, I, am I okay. answering your question? Yeah. Right? And, and so then let's say you know, uh, month one, we've got one job, it's a thousand dollars. And, um, you know, let's say it's easy to be able to associate the cost of the garments as saying, this is $400. And, uh, out of the 600 left, how much can we roughly say that about that 600, then, you know, you try to subtract the different consumables that went into that. And then the rest of it is the, uh, contribution margin. Correct. Yep. And that's what's helping you climb the mountain or whatever analogy that we want to use. And a good starting point to try to figure out what is that mountain? What is that nut that we have to crack every month? Um, it could be working if you have a financial team in your company, or maybe you, you work with the CPA or QuickBooks. You can look in your past months and you can look at that detailed P&L or income statement of all your costs and you could simply highlight, hey, which ones are fixed, which ones are variable. And then you could get a bit of a historic sense, look and feel to say, hey, my monthly fixed cost is about this. And then, so this job, let's say $600 contributes to the fixed cost bucket for that month. And we want to keep adding and looking at that and talking about it, let's say weekly or so with the team. Obsessed about it. And you could make a little thermometer. So the top of the thermometer would be break even, or let's not think about just break even. Let's say our desire profit that we're going to make, right? I don't want to just mm -hmm. our ambition to be break even. You track every single day. What were those dollars that you shipped and how is that trending in according to that break even point and where you want it to be from a profit standpoint. And that's where as a business owner, let's say it's the last week of the month and you know you're not going to make it. Um, what levers do you have available in order to get there? Right. Or maybe it's not towards the end of the month that the red light goes off. Maybe it's trending earlier, but the whole point is to have these conversations and thought exercises in the month while you still have time. 
versus flying a bit blind and not knowing and then getting your financials and saying, ah, shoot, we didn't make it. If I'd have known that, maybe I'd so what I find fascinating then is you're suggesting essentially look for more orders that you find have a high contribution margin aspect to them. Figure out where those are because those add in and fill up your fixed cost bucket faster every month and generate additional profit once that bucket's filled up. Yeah. So to the best extent that you can take the data that you have today and organize in a way where that scenario is clear. Who's my good customers, products, jobs? Yes, in a perfect world, the capacity that you have, you wanna fill with the, the highest margin, no doubt about it. But we know the reality is a lot of printers on this call and around the world, we are open for business. We've got open capacity. So that's where your strategy could take a, a few different routes, right? Maybe there's a customer who you know is just a race to the bottom looking for the lowest quote. If you have open capacity available, you know, maybe you're more open-minded saying that work, you know, I will take because I know while it's not contributing a lot of contribution margin dollars, it's still helping me. I don't want to get us into the, the race to the bottom saying that's all we're going to focus. But when you start to realize what is each job actually contributing? especially the customers, then you can start to, to negotiate accordingly and strategically say, who do I want to be doing business with? Who do I not want to? And an exercise that I love is saying, how many hours does this customer take up in your plant manufacturing and how many contribution margin dollars are they generating? And if it's not so much, shoot, if you could to the extent you can control it, if you could say, I'm going to pass on that customer and fill it with ones that'll generate a greater return on that time, um, it may be a, a worthwhile strategy to look into. It's not one size fits all. It's very much situational, but I just want to push the envelope of, of different thinking and what if scenarios. Yeah. I do like the thought process of, especially, you know, whatever your sales team, if it's just you as the owner, or you've got another person or a couple people of thinking about looking at that as a metric, right? As far as what what was our contribution margin so far this month? Where are we? Like almost like a thermometer gauge as it continues to add up as a sales goal for everyone to rally around. Um, there was a good question around, similar to what we were talking about, um, ink, emulsion, cleaning chemicals, kind of trying to spread that out onto the fixed cost side because of the difficulty in attributing it to individual jobs. Uh, just getting so new outs there. Um, is that okay? Great okay. question. And to keep it simple, stupid, right? I, I am okay with that because yes, we could go down to the level of the cost of the tape that we put on each side of each screen, but is that level of effort really serving us? Um, I don't think it's a great return on our time and, and investigation. Yeah. It's interesting. Even now thinking about products that may have better contribution margin um, to the monthly goals, you know, a product A versus product B when we're selling um, and potential upsells that may have higher contribution margins, like maybe products that are either outsourced or promo products, things like that, that could help you hit those monthly goals. Exactly. That's the name of the game. 
how can you attract in as many jobs as you can that are optimized for contribution or said right. different? How can you optimize your price in the market to get as much as the customer is willing to pay? You want to right. pay much of that in your plant as possible, but you also want to make sure that that work you're bringing in, that's in your wheelhouse of manufacturing and you're manufacturing it fast and efficiently and standardized instead of being all things to all customers, really looking in and saying, where's my specialty? Where do I want to play? That's open for discussion as well. Okay. Lastly, how do we tie this to how to price jobs? So I got a little stuck on this before because these are sort of two different concepts, right? Um, contribution margin with you at print profit is is really great in helping to look at the business higher level and are we running a profitable business? Now the question is, is now what levers to your point am I changing, right? It's like, but you know, are these the right customers? Are these the right type of orders? And then also am I charging the right amount? Um, is this sort of just an AB test type of thing then that, all right, look for this quarter, for the next month, we need to increase prices for you know, these types of goods or this type of customer, because it's clearly just not having a good contribution margin for us or what? Yeah, it can be crawl, walk, run. It does not have to feel overwhelming that we're going to overall your whole pricing and oh my gosh, right? You can run those little experiments. One that I love is a hit ratio analysis to say, man, if I keep track of how many quotes that I offer and how many of those that I win, if I've got one customer that I'm winning 10 out of 10, I want to look a little further. Am I, is my pricing too low? If there's one that's, I'm only winning one out of 10, okay, they're probably a bottom feeder or, or my pricing is out of whack. How can I look at that and, and try to improve? Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be the race to the bottom, but to your point, Bruce, where, where can you add more value? And there's so many different experiments that you can do with this type of thinking. And what you'll see that will come out of it, negotiations, some hard conversations. You may have large customers that now that you understand the profitability clearly, you may have to go back and talk about a price increase because you can say not based off of gut feeling, but facts, hey, this is the margin that this is driving. And for me to have a sustainable business, uh, we need to look at an increase. So not, not yeah. just... You're kind of answering this next question, which is uh, priceless. You know, are you quoting jobs individually, or if you're given a price list, are you going off that? But you know, to your point, right? Uh, are these are you churning dollars, or are you making? Are you contributing to the profit margin? Yeah, and you know what? We live in custom manufacturing. That's what we do, and pricing is tough because every job could be different, different characteristics. So. Compared to other industries, you know, that, that exercise is a lot more simple, but we're challenged where, man, and if I'm a, a printer, I could be getting a quote for three books or 15,000 books and, and there's everything in between. So <laughs> it's a little bit of both of custom quoting and also ones where, yeah, you do have a price list because at the end of the day, you got to inquiry, you got to get back to the customer fast. And you may not have all the time in the world to run the calculations, but you, you can adapt strategies for both scenarios. 
There's a great question on this too with labor. So the one, the, the specific question is around art development costs, right? Uh, mock-ups, factorizing stuff, you know, um, that pre and post press type of stuff. But even thinking more so, it could be account management too, right? I mean, someone comes in, they're asking for a quote, they're going back and forth on price. There's a bit of a variable cost there with, so let's say, sales and art. Um, is this another try to simplify a thing or do you try to assign dollars of labor to those pieces? Like it feels like a slippery slope. Yeah. We're not, we're remember we did this course. All right. There's your answer. <laughs> the, the great account management CSRs, pre-press art folks are more times than not paid in annual salary. They are in the fixed cost bucket. Now, where you can reflect the amount of time that it takes is by doing those time studies and and tracking where possible what i mean if you what you're what we're going to do is take their salary and put it in the fixed cost right but if we look at the contribution margin per hour and we include in that time the intensive account management or the back and forth art modifications that will reflect in margin per hour because it's going to say, man, looking at the total amount of time that we put into this, it's generating a little return versus the more automated ones or customers you don't have to talk to. Those jobs come in and you bang it right out. So that that's where you can really margin per hour is where you can show who are the winners and losers in that regard. It, it feels like it's stage one, create a simplified contribution margin excel sheet and it's got the list of the jobs for the last week or this this month and it's got the contribution margin for each one and on the other sheet it's got like your fixed cost for the month and you're just summing it up and that's just basics like get the basics down great place to start keeping it simple yep and what print profit does is it turbocharges all of these things that we talked about and takes takes it to the what we talked about today is the groundwork the 101 right Mm -hmm. profit, whether you're a small printer or large, it's elevating those strategies um, to be able to really drive bottom line performance. How do you factor in market-based pricing? So, you know, uh, the question essentially was around, look, people are probably shopping around for goods. They're bringing prices to you. You may even as an owner be looking at their pricing and trying to match things. Um, like how does that play into this theory of contribution margin and, and really just executing on it? So I think it's a beautiful reference point. This is what the market will bear, right? This is what a customer will write a check for. And by knowing your true costs, which are your variable costs, then you can say what's left over. I know it based off of fact. And do I want to play that game or not? Where am I in the month as a business? Um, what capacity do I have available? And it becomes a situational thing. Or, hey, market price is here, but I know I turn around faster than anyone, um, and I'm the only provider down in the area. Why should I settle for market price? I want to go beyond that. So once again, situational analysis, but getting to market price fast, I think, is a great benchmark. And from there, it's plus or minus your secret sauce. Yeah. 
I've always thought too that the goal for you as a business owner is to be the most expensive, um, not even competing in in the same market, right? It's you're the most expensive because of the extra. I mean, it's similar to why maybe you spend a little bit more on certain products. So if there's a service or something or a product or a consultant or something that you buy, even at a grocery store, premium coffee or a nicer haircut or an iPhone, right? I mean, there's cheaper phones. Like, why is that? And then how do you get the goal to consistently raise it? I do understand though, that it is hard to start. Like it's always hard to start. You kind of want to, um, uh, the race to the bottom, be careful because you might win it. Right. Um, so yeah, where we can, where we can come as an industry for a position of strength and commanding a higher price, because we know we, what we stand behind and, and what it brings. Yeah. That's, that's so critical. Right. Right. Um, okay. This is super helpful, Nick. People can reach out. That's at, uh, printprofit.com. Uh, we did a really great podcast as well, diving into this with Nick, Steve and I, that's really great. Um, what's the next step? Like, I, you know, this makes sense for my business. I got to figure out how to get more profitable and get more organized. Where do I start this week? Yeah. Certainly welcome to rewatch this webinar and use those simple approaches like Bruce mentioned of creating that thermometer, looking at your historic, what is your fixed cost, what is variable. And if you want to partner with profit, print profit, that's what we do. Small, medium, large companies, meeting them where they're at and helping turbo boost um, the results that they're looking to drive. So I'd, I'd say Use, hopefully use this podcast as inspiration to think disruptively, different, outside the box, more based off of simplicity and truth, and see what it can do for your business. I'm confident in it. I love it. Contribution margin. Two words to take from this. Contribution margin and how do you be able to apply it? You know, comment below somewhere on our video, somewhere, shoot me an email, Bruce at Printavo. would love to learn if you started implementing it, where you get stuck, or if you need an intro to Nick or anything like that. I think this is powerful. I think it's so powerful because we have overcomplicated pricing to the nth degree. And I, you know, most of our companies are not at the size where it needs to be overly complicated like that. So Nick, thank you so much for being able to join us today. We really appreciate it out of printprofit.com. You guys can learn more from Print Profit. You can reach out to him there as well. Have a great day, everyone. All right. Thanks all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.